friend you anymore. Welcome back to another Not Enough Asian by 1.5 Chinese podcast. I'm Meishan. I'm Joyce. Welcome back everybody. Today is our third episode and today's episode is going to be about Not Enough Friends as illustrated by <laughs> Meishan's very childish rendition of I don't want to friend you anymore. <laughs> it's a very Singaporean English thing but you know where you hear the, the kids at the playground <laughs> running from each other and say, I don't friend you anymore okay but anyway well, today we'll be sharing our experiences on friendships so like making friends losing friends types of friendships we have and how do we maintain friendships so there's going to be a lot of tea being spilled this episode yes so um, I'm ready yeah the amount of pettiness this episode will be <laughs> through the roof guys okay so um I think well clearly everybody knows that we're friends right so we're colleagues and then we became friends and we continue to become friends so I think the context of the friendship groups now I think that's what we will probably set the stage of today's very happy chat so Meishan you want to start with like what kind of uh, friendships or what kind of bonds and do you have across the years Yeah, so for myself, personally, I have a group of friends that I call my best friends. There's another group of friends that is called the close friends. And then there's another group is just friends. Subsequently, just acquaintances. Basically, they are just strangers. Lah. <laughs> so sad. I know, that's just me. What about you? Do you have this kind of category as well? I think mine is a bit different. I'm a bit more utilitarian. <laughs> So I have people, I know that, I mean, yes, the category does apply, but not in such a strict sense. It's just that, first of all, whoever I feel like seeing, I go and see. Lah. Whoever I feel like touching base, I'll touch. Lah. And I will say it's a lot based on how I feel. So if I feel like I want to hear kind words, then I'll go to a certain friend. <laughs> you mean there's a category called kind words, friend? No, ah. this person is kinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this person is less critical. Can you? Uh? Okay, okay. Can, uh? can. Okay, so uh, that's my own gut feel. Lah, okay, although you can't really trust the gut because it can't even take dairy, but never mind. <laughs> uh, okay, Um, my own gut feel, that is what I go for or I will have uh, somebody who will care about trivial stuff. For example, signages, the, the proportion is wrong. Then I have a friend for that. You know, it's true. Why oh you laugh? We, I, people are very critical. Like, you know, like marketing people then like things that who cares you think in your head like who cares right then I have that kind of friends then I have friends who are uh, a bit more big picture then we talk about ideas like yourself we talk about ideas we talk about general stuff you know we very like no oh my god no I mean hold- the big picture friends yeah are. because no holding back high level eh. because we get annoyed at the same thing and we don't care about the the small 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 detail like You know, yes, we do, but you know, and then and work ethics and and standards wise, I think we are quite on par in terms of that. But then you also have friends who are like the very very kind, very nice, and like I feel hurt, so I did for that. I need to go and get some sympathy. Yeah lah. So you you get different people from different you get different things from different people lah. That's a fact, right? Wow. I mean, have you thought about that before in your mm. in your what like? Observe who you look for when certain things happen. Of course I do. Like for my closest friend, which is my best friends, right? I go to them for very trivial things. Like today, what should I eat? Or oh, is my outfit nice today? I feel like doing this. Do you think it's okay? You know, that kind of stuff. But I don't go to them every day, obviously. But of course, like if I need to hear somebody to scold me, right? Yeah, people like Joyce will be the first person I go to. Yay! <laughs> like to... <laughs> Like they just knock some sense into me when I'm facing some like crises or whatsoever. Yeah, but I don't categorize it. I'm just so much, you know. I don't lah. I'm just saying that I realized I caught myself <laughs> in the middle of this. Like, how can I always go to this person when this thing happened? Or in my context, it's like you deposit certain things to certain people. Mm, that's true. Like you, there is no one at all be all person that you vomit everything out to. At, at least, yeah. I, 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 maybe I do. I, I don't know. But you have to depend on the context, right? The Correct. frequency of seeing each other, the, the understanding of your entire story, mm. right? And it's that I feel it's a bit brutal to expect a friend to, to know everything, and yes, to collect to like be the negative bearer of your energy, and as well as to understand every situation. On standing on your side is that's besides the point, but that one is default, right? Yeah, default, not on my yeah. side. Who side are you on? But it really depends on the situation. Okay, I have friends right? who are very objective also, so she will may not be on my side. Yeah, but yeah. if I want today, I feel like damn it, I want somebody to be on my side. Then yeah, you just go to that friend. Okay, you I get see what my you mean. point now. <laughs> like 
you pick your everybody relationship has a value to you, mm. right? And you catch yourself in this. You must understand your emotion, ma. Then you go and talk to the person, right? Okay, so true. this is the context of my my understanding of how friendships are, lah. Yeah. It, it sounds very utilitarian, but at the end of the day, there are people that I tell a lot of things to, lah. But again, like the time and place and the availability of the person mm. is another thing, right? Then True. you also have to factor in in the future your partner whom should be the bearer of everything, everything. right? Yeah, that's true. And again, that's a lot to ask for for mm-hmm. one person. So you still have to kind of slice and dice it. Yeah? Yeah, so okay. That, I think that's uh, my definition or at least my way of ha- handling the my friendships. friendships. Yeah. Mm. So how, in terms of like spending time with friends, do you have like a fixed schedule where you meet up with certain group of people or, you know, there's always like this group of people that you're not very close with but you still have this bond there. So how often will you see them? I don't I don't really measure. Do you? I know that, I mean, I have friends that are very low maintenance. Means I really just see them once a year or like every quarter. That's it. And then that's all we need. And then exchanging texts, maybe once or twice a year, that kind. But our friendship is still strong. Hmm. I think so. Like for those friends you know for a long time but are different in different stages of life, you cannot ask of them for their their time poor basically. Then you know it's very difficult or they have children, then there is no fixed frequency. But if they are close, then we will usually see each other probably once a week or by really or like for us we definitely see each other once a month minimally yeah yeah and we have our other ex-colleagues uh, so like a lot of my friends are my ex-colleagues so it, it depends on our schedule uh, as well because mm. most of them still run events right so they have uh, events that they need to rush to work then we know this month is not possible my other close friends from like my teenage years I guess it, they they are more of we text almost daily yeah, about like different things. Lah. Like this week was all about how stupid the the ministers were on certain topics. So this week has was like highlight. Then, but I was so busy. Then I was like, oh guys, I'm just going to talk to you after six o'clock because I cannot do that. But we saw each other yesterday, uh, almost half of yesterday. So yeah, so those are friends that we can debate on things as well. So no fixed timing, just uh, based on my schedule and their schedule lah, a lot of times. There's this thing that I've always been wondering also. Do you believe that there's system best friend? Like just one best friend. Because for myself, over the years of like getting to know people and things like that, right, I realized that there will not be this one best friend, but I ended up with like four of the best out of the lot of the people that I have. But I call them best friends because they really know the ins and outs of me. Like if I break off friendship, right, and I'm somebody famous, I'm going to... <laughs> I mean, they know all your deep dark secrets and they can sell your story to the paparazzi, is it? They can sell my ugly photos. Oh my god, I have that too. (laughs) But this is even worse. Oh yeah, I have videos of that. (laughs) Yeah, so do you believe in that? This is something that from young, I have been trying to find that best friend and I realised that, you know, it's it's not working out for my personality. I think it comes and go with age. So when I was in my teenage years and I have uh, one best friend, literally, because we are that weird together and then we understand each other without saying much. But unfortunately, across the years, once we step out of uni and once we step into work, uh, we have drifted apart. I'm sure if we do get back together at some point, we can. We are still able to connect. But I think the growth being the yeah being the base of everything, we didn't manage to together. Unfortunately, she's married now with two dogs, so good for her and just great job. But we just didn't bother to connect, or rather, like um, sort of like just stay stagnant. Yeah, because she's not somebody who is she's introvert, and I'm a forced extrovert, so. And there is some gap in terms of that that as well. And I feel like we both struggle to understand each of our stages in life or I don't know, maybe, you know, I always have this theory or rather like in my head, there is this, this candle of patience you have for that one person and then you kind of maintain the length of the candle so it doesn't deplete. Lah. So. Yeah. I wouldn't say we depleted, but maybe the light went the, the, the light Flickering a lot. Light went off or something. Like nobody uh, managed to, to ignite that spark back. So I would say maybe who knows at some point we connect back again and everything is like normal, normal again. But then things like time flies, right? So then new people come and replace these relationships mm. that you have. But 
nothing still nobody beats her to me like her our, our relationship like nobody can beat that feeling but there have been valuable relationships that come along the way that has supersede this feeling uh, unfortunately it's very sad uh, but yeah I agree it comes and goes yeah and, and again it's a two-way street I have to emphasize that yeah I agree with what you say like as we grow older our circle of friends become smaller and those that are left in our life is probably those with the strongest bond. People that we probably don't need to see each other every day, but they still know what's going on with our life. So do you have any like interesting stories that you would like to share with our listeners? <laughs> no, but I always say I only need six friends because I can only have that much time, that much patience, yeah. and that much bandwidth mm. to meet them and to manage the relationship. I think maintaining relationship has become a very pivotal point in our life as we become older and more things happen now we haven't have a house yet so when you move that house or relationship or marriage stage then you have oh, yeah. the pie becomes smaller yeah the slices become smaller and smaller then you people tend to drop out along the way mm. because there is just simply no bandwidth to do it la. it's not like I don't want to I wish I could but yeah and you really especially like COVID right it forces you to shave really to the bone who actually matters to you and who do you really miss during this period so I mean even if you have six friends or even five friends that would be a miracle already because it is really that (laughs) right and these kind of trying times make you realize how frivolous some of the friendships are and how how unnecessary some are (laughs) sadly so like like you're saying right for the different type of uh, friendships right we do have the low maintenance Type, which is my best friend back in my teenage years. She's very low maintenance. She doesn't need a lot of human interaction. I have friends who don't really respond texts to text very well, not a great texter, but she bothers to like schedule in quality time maybe once a month, once every two months. And she values you by showing you her love language, like gifts, quality time, mm-hmm. planning the day. And there's still a reciprocation correct. of the feeling. And I appreciate that a lot because my love language is quality time, not so mm-hmm. much of a gift quality time and basically going to experiences together lah. so that is one of the, the kind of friends that I have the rest right I think like passive or like people who are different from what we are mm-hmm. there are two but I have I think I have too much bad experiences when I was younger that really um, scarred me and changed my criteria of how I, I want whether I want to keep this person in my life or not so like back in my teenage years because I was I'm an only child right mm. so I have cousins like, I have like three of them that I'm very close with then I do have a bigger wider extended family than not so uh, not so close with cousins are uh, older cousins but even in that setting it doesn't teach me how to be a girl because most of my cousins are guys so I really struggle to have girlfriends you know when you're oh, when you go I into you high school and then or secondary school then you have to we have always have clicks. clicks right I struggle so hard because the six first six years of my school days right I hang out with boys I rather eat my lunch by the the soccer court or whatever just to watch them play and I do have some girlfriends that we know play hopscotch together and whatever but it was never on that level of connection that you would say that has meaning ah. like I struggle to make meaningful friendships back then because I don't feel like I don't have a sibling I don't know what that looks like but primary school very difficult because we don't even know the concept of friendship like you know we'll just say I don't find you anymore but then next moment we'll be like uh, do you want to have some of this you know that kind of stuff yeah it's it's very uh, I think until you reach like 12 and above hmm. then you realise that oh okay so there's this click situation going on right yes then you realise that oh my god so you need to have a certain draw to have your to have a group of friends Oh, I didn't thought of this. Yeah, yeah because I, re- I remember this once when I was 15 and I, I had I just bought two phones out to a gathering. I just bought two mobile two phones. phones. One was my mom's and one was okay. mine. So then my friend realized that hey, she has two phones there. Like, is she actually popular outside or something? Then she start, <laughs> they started being very fascinated with the fact that I had two phones. Then I was like, I just have two phones. Ah. Like, one is not mine, one is mine. Ah. What's wrong? Like, I don't see you guys texting me on a daily basis. Why, why are you all so shocked I have two phones? Yeah. Like, I think they started imagining, you know, that, that vision, like it's that so imagination funny. that I have a whole life outside of school, therefore I'm cool. Yeah, that, that was what, what I was achieved that day. But 
that also is a very painful period for me, I would say, because I didn't realize back then that it was like a bully situation. But basically, I had this neighbor that sits next to me. La. So mm. when you are a neighbor with somebody, inevitably, you become good friends with the person. Ma. So won't say best, just good. She comes from a family with like three or four siblings. So she's very used to chaos, people bullying each other, or at least like toxic behaviors mm. with her sisters because she has so many sisters and she's the eldest so she has to maintain the just maintain the order in the house oh take yeah, care of them the boss. yeah and then because of that obviously her household is not as well off or whatever it's not like I'm coming from a well family but I think compared to the amount of attention that I receive mm. the amount of support I have from my pa- parents right obviously I have more because I'm only one child to two, two parents well it's four kids to two parents yeah then or maybe I eluded that, you know, I'm just better to, better than her, whatever, like, okay, I did, maybe I did something wrong there, I don't know. Initially, it was fine, you know, we, we connect, we talk, and, and whatever. Then, slowly, when we started moving into a friend setting, then sometimes I find, I just like to find interesting things to do, right, or go places. Then I'll tell the whole crew, like, hey, let's go and do this, do that, lah. then let's plan, you know, let's start from here, then we go, blah, 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 have dinner here, da, da, da. Then, slowly, slowly, the guys in the group will start to look at me for like fun stuff to do like I'm the fun person right then I don't know what happened she just decided one day that you know she's not happy with Joyce for whatever lah then she just started to like exclude me from like little group <gasps> gatherings then I also don't know why right because she never said why until today I don't know why then or maybe she, she feels inferior about her looks or whatever but I remember very specifically I think it was when I was 14 or 15 she sat next to me right so when we have we have all our lessons and everything together then she will she told me one day that oh this guy in the in the class likes you and then I was okay. like okay then I obviously never never say anything lah then I was like I'll talk about it then I was like oh okay lah he's quite okay but quite flattered then I was like I don't know I never say I won't do anything so I only just started telling her that hey, actually after what you told me right I realised that yeah he does like pay attention to me or like stuff like that because I was young and stupid right like, who isn't <laughs> Then she took this and then she go to the rest of the girls and she said, hey, you know, I heard about this. Ah, wow, yeah, like, she reacted this way. Wow, look at how, wow. how, so how, yeah, how, how idiotic is she? How bimbotic is she? She actually thinks that people like her, blah, blah, blah. Probably said some hurtful words. I don't know. But you see, the Terrible. whole point of doing this is basically to have stories to bring the drama to the, the bigger group and to further ostracize me, right? Then when when realized that it wasn't the case, like this is not true, then I was like, obviously shocked lah, and embarrassed. Lah. Like I've been telling her, I always kind of shit and then it's all and you true. trusted her with your information exactly and this was not the only time because after that she had like little groups with the guys and everything right then she obviously started telling guys about things that whatever like, that are not true about me and then she started to ring fence them so to me it's like again what did I do right exactly if I did something wrong just be a person and this happened when I was 15 14 15 and then when the guys thing happened it was when we were already like probably 1920 or something we were older already eh? and yeah. then we reconnected and then these guys came into the picture and then mm. I don't know what she see that she's not happy with me she just refuses to tell me and then she just pulled this part again because in that girl guy uh, setting again when we were much older right the same toxic thing happened again I wouldn't say exactly the same but people in the group there were guys and girls they like like each other or whatever then I think she like start to be imbalanced because nobody liked her from the beginning she's not the best I don't want to attack her but she's not the best looking person in the group and she doesn't bother to dress up okay yeah and you can't blame anybody if you don't want to make yourself look attractive to if you want that then go and get it then I also don't want to tell her like, you know, da-da-da, this, 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 that, 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 right? Then I come off as naggy, I don't know. But again, it's all the small things. If you're not happy about it, just tell me. Ah. Like, why you need to be so childish and pull this kind of stunt? But I think she wants to have like the superiority in the group. I guess. Or maybe she feel like, oh, she's getting too popular in the group. I need to shut it down. Yeah, or like, perhaps. I need to shift the attention towards me, you know? It's again coming from an inferior complex. It is, from it is. When she was 14 and 15 to when in her 20s. Mm. To this day, to this Day, uh. We are no longer friends lah, but we I mean I don't unfriend her or whatever. Oh, I, she, I unfriended on all social media, that entire group of people. Because I feel like why do I need this toxicity in my life? And it's very sad because one of the girls in that group, we were very close from the beginning, oh, and no. she's the she's the neat, nice kind that we actually do get along. But I had to cut her out because she chose her over me. Okay. And honestly, think about it. If they're actually my friends, do you think she do you think when this stupid girl was saying things to other people, she would have stood up for me? But she didn't. Yeah. But you see, 
okay, so the, the thing is also, I know that there's always this like issue going on in cliques, like, especially when we were younger, bigger cliques. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So one of the things is, how do you find out that these people, like this particular girl said something behind your back? Because the, I didn't realise. I Because again, I, I told you I, I struggle right, with girl groups. I was talking to the guys more. Obviously, oh. because I'm I'm better with the guys, and I do like one of the guys in the group. I have to admit, lah. So I talk to him a bit more. Then he was uh, he's a very nice guy. And then I said, uh, how come y'all like? Then he said, oh, I, I was like, we want to go out and do something like. Then he was like, oh, I cannot. I have uh, I'm meeting who and who. Then she was like, didn't she not tell you me? Then I was like, no, she didn't oh tell me anything. God. I didn't even know that's happening. Then the whole thing started to spiral. Then I remember the last time I spoke to him, I said I had to see you face to face. I need to tell you, I need to ask you what's going on. So I asked him what's going on. Uh, then he admitted, say, yeah, she she like excluded you and stuff like that. Then I was like, okay, well, I mean, I expected that. I just wanted confirmation. Then I never said anything to him. Uh, anyway, I've decided to cut myself out of the yeah, picture, right? Since good choice. it's so toxic, right? They continue to hang out for a good couple of years. Then the guys started to get married. Everybody did every, everybody got Married lah, basically, except for I'm sorry, but I, I'm a petty person, I admit. But but if if I'm you, I would do the same. Like yeah. I will exclude myself out of that group. Yeah. Because, because if I cannot change unnecessary. It, it is. If I cannot change the situation, I'll bring myself out of it. But the problem is why this toxic person can still be in that group. You get what I mean? Like don't care. They she cannot wants, see. So she, they, she only did it, it to you. Mm. Oh my god. Terrible. It's okay because she looks exactly the same right now. In I'm sorry, I'm just very petty. I'm just gonna go at it right now. Go, go, go. She looks the same. She still have the same attitude. She's still at her same administrative job at 35 almost. And she still have no one. And who does she have to blame? I mean, I also have no one lah. I cannot say that lah, huh? But, but <laughs> I am sure I'm a much better person. At least I aspire to do better. Mm. That's the very least. And at least I really still have people who care about me lah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like true. the meaningful like relationship. Me, I care about you. Yeah. <laughs> but like the the underlying word is meaningful relationship. Mm. And to me, at that point, this has no meaning for me anymore. Mm. Agree. Because it really brought me nothing but grief. Eh. Honestly, it's terrible. Eh. Yeah, okay, your turn. I think for me, I shared briefly with Joyce earlier. So I have this friend. Let, let me call her person A. So I've been friends. I know her since we were in primary school, but we were never close. We went to the same secondary school. So that's where we have, you know, usually secondary school because we are from the normal academic stream. There's only three classes. So actually the bond across, across the three classes are pretty close. So we have a very big group of friends initially. But any, anyway, I was particularly close to her when we turned like maybe 15, 16 years old. And I will consider her as my best friend. So at the time, I always believed that there is this person called a best friend. Just one person. Satu orang, just that person. So I go to her when I have like good news, bad news, and things like that. And I thought the feelings were mutual. Okay. So whatever it is, uh, when we got back our O-level results, um, I think she didn't do as well as she did. So if I recall correctly, she went uh, into polytechnic a year later than me. So when I was in year two of polytechnic, that's where I got very, very busy with school stuff. Like there was internships that I need to go to in year three. So I was like preparing my academics and things like that. But I still make time to meet my friends. Not just her, but with the bigger group of friends that we are hanging out with. But anyway, by then, Polytechnic, the group has shrunk to, say, from 20 people to 10. It was easier to manage. Um, subsequently, when we were almost, I was already graduated from Polytechnic, I was about to fly to London um, uh, for a trip. She was in her final year. So I, met, I remember very clearly, I met her before I left. And then when I came back, I got to know from my other friends that she was attached. And in my head, I was like, okay, it's a bit hurtful because, you know, I thought like I should be the, she should at least tell me in person instead of having a third party telling me that, oh, you know, so-and-so is now together with this guy that she met and things like that. So I was a bit hurt, but I wasn't petty because I feel like, okay, never mind, it's just a boyfriend, right? Yeah, subsequently, of course, like I got busy and things like that. And I always ask her out. I'm always the one reaching out. Um, for the record, I'm not very good at maintaining friendships. A lot of the friendships that I have is a two-way thing. So if I don't contact this person, the person will contact me for whatever reasons. Yeah, but for her is, every time I contact her, she will she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's meet up, let's meet up. Then when I really ask her, hey, what's the date, the time, you know, you okay or not? She's like, oh, sorry, I'm very busy. But you know, the next thing I saw on Facebook or some socials like at that time, she's hanging out with this other group of friends that she met in Polytechnic. It sounds very two-faced. 
like very yeah. hypocritic. A little, but honestly, I didn't felt it that way at the time. But it's it, it was really hurtful because I was just like, huh, am I not doing things right or did I do something wrong? And I keep questioning myself this. Same my lah. In my situation also lah. Like this whole bullying slash inferior complex, like she she forced the inferior complex on other people. I also ask myself, what did I do wrong? Lah? What did I do to deserve this? Correct. Right? Then, but really, you need to hold that mirror up and then shine it back to the other person because it's really. When it's really not you, it's not you. We don't have to gaslight ourselves because mm. of that. And these are the kind of people that make you gaslight yourself. Correct. So because of that, um, my other group of like the friends who were in the same clique, they tried to mediate the situation, but it just didn't get any better. Because like she's always not reciprocating the kind of uh relationship that I want back. And the final straw was on my 22nd birthday, she actually came to my place to give me like a cupcake and a nice note. So in the note itself, she apologized for her behavior, blah blah blah, that kind of things. And then the last part was, oh yeah, uh, okay, yeah, let's meet up soon, that kind of thing. But when I saw that, right, I folded the letter, put it in my drawer. I never contacted this person again. No, but on hindsight, do you think that because everybody guilt trip her or tell her off for treating you like that, therefore she did this? It could be. And now, now, now I just recall, like, she, one of my friends told me that she said to her, that friend who told me, right, say that, oh, I'm very scared of Misha because she's angry over this situation. But in fact, I wasn't angry. I was actually disappointed. So your friend tried to explain to her that you are disappointed, not angry, but maybe you should do something to make it up to Misha. Perhaps. I don't know what was the conversation between them because at some point, I just decided that, you know what? I have my very busy life that I need to deal with. I'm, I don't want to care about this friendship anymore. So that was when uh, once the letter I received already, that was the last time that I saw her, if I recall. I chucked everything off and then I just like, you know, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore. So this person is now off my socials. She's not in my contact list ever again. So yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's similar. Ah. I mean, the the bullying, the patterns right, of behavior mm. is similar. But then these people progress and transgress into this kind of like God knows what is happening within them that made yeah. them become like that, right? But what did I learn from this? This person, she is a very, very nice person. Mm. Like, she's the sweetest girl that you will know. She, when you know her in person, she's a very giving person. She gives, uh, you know, she spent time with, she spent time with you and things like that. But I don't know why when it comes to our friendship, it became this way. And then over the years, obviously, it took me like two, three years to get over it. Like, I, even though I deleted her off my social settings. See, like the hurt is deeper than the actual actions done. Correct. That's why even up to yeah, ever since the accident, uh, that incident, right? Even up to today, it still haunts me and it's still PTSD towards me. Like when it's a group setting, then I will remind myself, hey, 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 don't be too like out there, don't be too like miss popular because you know some people may do something to you. It it I think it shapes us as a person mm. and it makes us not want to be who we actually are because these idiots did these things to us. That's true. Although we empathize and we sympathize that within themselves, maybe a lot of things is happening, mm. but it doesn't discount the fact that a lot of hurt was done towards us. Yeah. And the, and the funny part of this entire situation would be they do not know how much they have hurt us because most of these situations, right, we put ourselves off we don't, we didn't, I wasn't confrontational. I didn't even tell her, say, you know what, this is it. Same, I don't same. care, I just left. That's it. Yeah, but the thing is, if ever you have an opportunity, will you actually go and confront her? I think I will. I wouldn't say it's a confrontation, but it will be more of like an open dialogue kind of thing. To ask her, say, oh, is there something that I did along the way? Or what is wrong with the relationship? And things like that. But of course, this has to come with that particular person. Whether but she, after this conversation, will y'all still become friends? If the conversation goes well, and after that, because it cannot be like, okay, I want to friend you now, but then there's no follow-up action. Ah, so yeah. you observe again, you give another chance. Uh, if she reach out and sincerely say, let me do yes. this again, I won't. You I'm won't done her. giving chances to this person. Because this is the second time this is happening. Mm. You have no... Be it is a 14, 15 year old yourself, or be it it's a 20, early, early mid-20s of yourself, there is no excuse that this is you and this is the kind of behavior that you exude. Unless she actively realized that this is what is wrong with her. That's true. And make amends for it. Mm. There is no coming back from this. Because how she changed, how she do the the 
impact has been inflicted. It has been proven twice already that this toxic, toxicity and behavior is within her. That's true. So, so I, it's for my your standpoint la, yeah. because I feel like, again, it comes back to the value of the friendship. There is no value. We are now so heaven and earth apart. Mm. I, ha- I would have nothing to say to her because don't forget, in the name of pettiness, God forbid I say that my life is great right now. She's going to think like, <laughs> oh, God damn it, she's much better than me. She thinks that she's much better than me. Let's do something to her again. Mm. You see my point? Yeah. Because she is inherently that kind of person. I cannot see that this person is better than me. I'm that kind of green eye monster. Oh, very scary to have this. Then it's like, whatever you do is also wrong. That's true. You tell her, don't, don't, don't need to be a green eye monster. You can do it too. You also wrong. Because she will say that, oh my god, this person thinks that she's better. Yeah. Want me to be better. Or yeah. Cannot, cannot take things the positive way, then let's not do this anymore. But yeah, I think for your context, it's a bit more different. If it happens to me, right, I will not. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I will, I will, if I have that confrontation, it will be like, you know, my last day speech, that kind. Wow. That screw you. I will be very petty. I'll be like, yes, I'm better than you. Yeah. Because you cannot, you cannot do that. I'll probably it. do and that. That's why yeah. you're like that. But now. for my case, I think after thinking about it, and when my best friend sometimes, like when we meet each other, when we are talking about our secondary school life and things like that, then obviously this person will pop up again. Then I think the lesson learned from here would be we are just growing different ways. Huh? She has probably like this other life that I don't know of. But for me, it's because I was already one year ahead of her in terms of uh, my education. I was going to the workforce, trying to get into university. Yeah, but like I was telling stuff. you initially when you told me the story, I was mm. like, probably she feels that you are doing better than her. She feels inferior. She don't know how Maybe. to talk to you. She feels like you are like way beyond her. Therefore, you know, she feels inferior about it. Then again, there is no way for you to pull this back anymore yeah. because she feels that way already. Mm. And it's, Something she don't even want to admit or, or say out loud, right? Then, yeah. Therefore, it got to where it, it is or she don't want to see you yeah. because of this hidden reason, ah, which once again, is not your fault. Ah. It is not. La, but like I say, it really stuck with me for many years. But So now, how I do my friendships now is if I really think that I've been reaching out so much to you already and I'm not getting the reciprocation back, I'm not expecting you to text me every day because I don't like to text also. If I really spend my time texting you, because I really like you as a person. If I reply your message, yeah. Because I really like you And I know that There's value in the Things that you're asking me la. Mm. But Because of that Also I draw my lines off With people People who don't reciprocate The kind of uh, Relationship that I The friendship that I want I'm just Okay that's it If you come back to me One day I will decide Whether or not This is worth Moving forward In terms of friendship Yeah la, So the two way street thing Is, mm. is another it's thing It's important right? to me yeah. Correct Because if you already know That this person is uh, introverted and, and don't really text well then that's one thing yeah. then you the normal people that you know it's the two-way street situation right and the intellectual value or the it's connection value yeah. of these people so back to that candle thing that I was saying right so even if you do certain things to me that is not too serious or like like you were being I can stand up, I can take a lot of bullshit. Yes. You can be late, you can don't reply, yeah. you, you can disappear, but it's, you still are a, a friend that I value, then we still continue, right? And I cannot stand it. My, my line be, is being drawn at hypocrisy, like two-faced, being really, like saying, showing you that I'm fine, but behind my back, go and tell somebody yeah, another just story. Yeah, up front. How do you feel? Okay, so there goes another story. So this girl, that uh, I've also known for back then, I think four or five years ago, that I've really known for probably eight, nine years. Um, she has always been known or labeled as the very nice person, very meek, uh, cannot, cannot, uh, very submissive, cannot really make decisions, very pretty, very uh, driven person. But the character flaw is she's too nice and she wants to have the best of both worlds. So her her more mo, mo, her MO, her modus operandum so to balance her friendship with her relationship is she will pack herself. Uh, I mean she will she will just RSVP herself to every engagement. Like she will come to this gathering. Like she already have lunch going on, for example. Then she knows we are meeting for tea somewhere. She will still say yes to us, but she will come late. And then she will only come for 15 minutes. And she says, sorry, I have to no go to my next thing. Oh my God. Yeah, but in her head, she's checking everybody's boxes. But because she's very meek, right? So whatever people ask of her, she will oblige, right? Yeah, she don't know how to say no, right? So she just take all this and then she keep doing this to... Different, she different so tired. But she, she feels like she's happy because she has checked off her groups 
or friends mm. that she needs to meet as well as keep her boyfriend company. Mm. So it's like doing things that is there's no value to both sides of the picture, be it to herself or to her groups of friends. But she doesn't see it this way, okay? So that's, that's just one. Then we started addressing this situation to her in a group conversation. Then she started explaining her situation, her stance, which is fine. We get it. Then we just say, then we just say no to the afternoon group and just skip or fix another day, deconflict, whatever. Then uh, during that dinner conversation, we also talk about this new guy that she was dating. Then this new guy is some older, like 10 plus years older man. So we always know that her lifelong dream is to get married and have kids. Oh my god. Okay, okay no, no judge. Okay, but I'm not judging, but it's just her, from a young age. Yeah, but that is her traditional upbringing, her lifelong dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this guy, this guy checks all the boxes for her. Well, in her eyes, checks the boxes for her. Um, the house, the car, everything already stayed financially stable. And for her, she's not very into him because he's quite boring. And then they, their dates usually comprises of a nature walk plus a meal at a hawker center. Okay. The thing is, she's fine with it. So we're fine with it as well, right? But our gripe was this guy will only see her once a week for that date that I described. Text her maybe occasionally within the week. Then, then bring her to house viewing. Keep her hanging there. Correct. So like, you know how Hansel and, uh, the Hansel and Gretel, they put the Yeah, they put beads. the pebble. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, beads, so yeah. The, the, the whatever, lah, huh, the crumbs. Yeah, so that's what we feel like he's doing to her. Because she has her, she has demonstrated her inability to protect herself. Yeah. So the both of us during dinner was like, how can you let him do this to you? You know you have other choices, right? You know you deserve better, right? He's not even cute. Like, he's not even handsome. Like, you know, he has the material stuff all down. But how do you know he's sincere to you? Correct. I would you think know? that way also. And they went on a trip to Japan, stuff like that. They, they paid 50-50 or something. So to us, it's like, we as friends, our intent is like, you can do better. Yeah. Right? Then after that whole dinner of what felt like him being berated by us, right? Like, say until he's not even worth a single cent, right? Like, really doubt his intention, right? Yeah. In person, she was fine. She was like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I can always, like, I can always, like, date other people at the same time. I don't need to, like, just sit here and wait for him, ah. She went back and she told their, my other friend that she was hurt from the conversation. Okay. But honestly speaking, like, if she were to say it in front of you guys, how would you guys react? No, but if you say that, uh, but this is what I want, they will have stopped. Mm, that's true. Maybe we went too high at it. Yeah. yeah but the intent was... Not wrong. It's it stand from a good place. La. It's just yeah. that for her, maybe she didn't take it the right way. And we didn't say like break up the guy. We were like, you have other other options. Go and like explore other options. Yeah. So again, yes, maybe it's none of our business. But at the same time, there are better ways to deal with it than going behind my back and saying this. Agree. Like be an adult about it. Agree with that. I mean, we are not always right and we will never be always right. But and we don't, and I don't that... have to be always right. Correct. Yeah. And honestly, now when we are sharing, it's just from our own point of view. La. We don't know what is the person going through. So while... the fun part is, mm. she had she texted my other friend and my other friend told me, hey, by the way, she said this. Then I was like, why didn't she just tell us in the face? Because my other friend was like offended. So then I texted her. I, I confronted her. Like, I say, oh, I heard that you're not very happy about it, which is fine. Apologize. You know, sorry that we, you know, we said that, blah, blah, blah. But Honestly, I feel like if you value my friendship with you enough, you could have told me in the face and you could have told me how you actually feel and then we can have a proper conversation about it Mm. and not this way. So then she tried to explain herself in some very like whatever, I don't get it way. And then I'm like, you know what? I I don't think (laughs) I can do this anymore. Yeah, because she said things like, oh, I didn't mean to blah, 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 blah. Please lah, you already said it out loud to another person. You don't mean to or not. It doesn't matter anymore. The the stigma has been caused. It's not even a hurt. It's just like a... Yeah, it's... she don't dare la, I guess. She's not, maybe she's not a... Maybe it's in her personality la. Yeah, she's not confrontational. That's one, perhaps. Two is like, she don't know how to handle if she's like, hey Joyce, cannot eh. Like, can you stop it? Then she don't know how you react. Yeah, fine. Perhaps, perhaps for you, it's just like, okay, I, I'm not going to say this, but, but I if, just want to tell you in your, you know, good intention. Maybe this guy is really It further shit. drives the point that we shouldn't be friends. Agree, because you're not on the same page. No, and personality-wise, we just don't. Yeah. I, at the end, I was not even like angry anymore. I'm just like, you know what? I don't think we should, really don't think we should hang out anymore. Mm. Because it's inevitable we will share and we will go there. But if you True. cannot take the opinion or you are not looking for opinion, then you don't want to say, then mm. why do you want to 
maintain the friendship. Go and make us guess what you want or have to be around the bush. And also, is it because she also will not say complain but like rant to you guys what's happening yeah. with this? Okay, then that one I will get angry. Mm-hmm. You ask me for your opinion, I give you my opinion. Then you behind my back say, you cannot accept my opinion. Then yeah. don't come to me for this thing. Yeah. Deal with it yourself. Yeah, she will always complain about some stuff. Then we say, why don't you do this one, do that? But you always goes down the drain. So it's very tiring mm. because you your airtime has been consumed by this person and then this person is just not taking the positive way out and just choose mm. to mellow in their own shit. So I, I mean it was a good call lah because uh down, years down the road, you know, flashback to to now or uh, last year, um they these two persons really got married. Oh wow. But it was only because it was a shotgun. Okay. She moved into the that apartment that she, that he owned. Everything's paid by him. She's to take care of the baby herself and be self-sufficient and everything. Then while he goes out and lock, he work his long hours. Okay. And yeah, and she was struggling. Oh my god. So anyway, so as long as she's happy. She got what she wanted, right? Eventually. Yeah. So oh, and then she reached out to me last year, I think. After not being not catching up, not saying how are you or everything. The first thing is she asked that on lower LinkedIn somehow, like whether I can recommend her for a job. Then oh. I was like, uh, and her job nature is an EA, executive assistant. Mm. But based on how we see she juggles her time and everything, I don't think she's I don't I don't want to risk my reputation introducing her to that For my sure. current workplace. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't I cannot say that also. So I just don't, you give don't a reply. Answer. Oh you didn't even reply. Why? Why should I reply? <laughs> that's true. That's I true. don't want to do it plus Probably You're not I don't think she's suitable yeah. for the job. Then why should I even reply? That's true. I really say I don't want to have anything to do with you, right? Mm. And if I do do it for her, then how will my current workplace people look at me? That's true. It, it, it directly impacts my, you know, and I can't tell her sorry I can't. There's no reason why sorry I can't because I simply do not want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to be, I what, what would Very I difficult, do? right? I yeah, but I think I was just like hi so and so. I don't want. <laughs> But then I will backspace because I too humpty to send out. You know balls, right? <laughs> I don't have balls. I don't want to be the same hypocritic person she is. Mm. Yeah, no, I, so I guess like not replying would be a is the like best reply to her. You know, yeah. if we all. do run to each other at some point down the street and I have to make small talk, then she say like, "Oh, did you see what I said? Oh, I didn't see? on my messages for LinkedIn. Oh, I have too many messages. I didn't read it. Harmful, right? Mm. Uh, harmless, right? Because yeah. I just." pivot away from the but please don't let me run into her I, I don't know what to say I mean I don't just, I don't just want pretend, to just la. pretend that you don't you again I don't want la. to be that person see I'm that person because I'm very petty no la, I'm kidding I am petty <laughs> I know but, but you see my point right? like yeah. I just don't want to say things that I don't mean mm. and yes I, I'm very bad at hiding my intention so just let me live uh. like don't yeah wow Okay, so much for me, your turn. <laughs> okay, so for me, uh, over the years, what, what I've learned also, so in university, I have this friend that I am very close to. We are from the same school, different course, different class, but because of the same um, interests, we go into the same CCA. That's where I start to get to know her more. Our friendship is about two years and that two years was very tight between the both of us because the CCA that we're in is dance. So dance commitment is usually very high. And at some point, I see her more than my own family members. So I thought like this friendship will blossom lah, because we, we really talk to each other a lot, confide each other a lot in our problems and things like that. But same thing again, because of the nature of my course, I was always overseas. And then the final year, in university I finished my final semester in Korea and then when I came back I was supposed to find a job but end up I had to fly over to London because my I need to accompany my grandmother to visit my uncle then so technically the entire year in my final year I wasn't in Singapore a lot um, but in any case I still try like, as usual I always try to meet my friends as often as I can try to connect with them because you know when you're overseas alone you also feel very lonely you just need some kind of companionship you know even though it's through text and stuff like that so after that when this particular friend has started to find her job and things like that things started to change also I realized that I'm always the one reaching out again which I don't mind okay because I think about like the things that we went through together in university and things like that I think I'm okay with it but it came to a point where it was me her and this other friend three of us so friend number okay the, this particular friend that I'm very close with is called person A person B is another friend that she was like a uh, unexpected friendship in the end so for person A itself after she had her job and things like that it became like we don't obviously we don't text each other as often because we're very busy with our own lives and things like that so it became to a point where like I say I was reaching out and we I tried to 
fix uh, uh, our schedule together because the first two years in MICE, as we have shared in the first two episodes, it was like crazy busy. So my time is very precious. So to meet my friends, I always try to find time within the busy schedule to, to see them whatsoever. So there was one, this particular meeting was the last time that I decided to give this a chance because um, friend, number, friend number two, the unexpected friendship, she couldn't come suddenly. Um, so it's only me and person A together having dinner. And then we were just talking about life and things as usual. Then suddenly she said something like, how can you never contact me? Why you never text me? You know, like uh, to update stuff and things like that. Then in my head, I'm just like, am I not the one that's always reaching out to be, to you guys? You can't ask me why I never contact you. Like, who are you? Why can't you just contact me instead? Like, it's always me reaching out to her. So from then onwards, I distanced myself because I just feel a bit hurtful by that statement. Obviously, she don't know and I didn't like tell her it's very hurtful, you know, that kind of thing. And I just decided, you know, this person is really perhaps we're not moving in the same direction. I'm not I'm not receiving the kind of reciprocation I want from her. And then two years or three years ago, I can't remember, she invited myself and the rest of the clique including the unexpected friendship that I had in the end, she invited us. I was the last to RSVP because I really didn't want to go. But then I know that the rest of them are going. So on the last day of the RSVP day life, you decided not to be petty. I decided to go. But COVID happened. I'm not wow. the top 100%. I was like, yes, but COVID girl! saved you. She doesn't know you're petty anymore. <laughs> Maybe she hear this, she will think that she, I, I don't know whether she knows it's her lah, but anyway, yeah. Don't care. Yeah, I don't care. But from that friendship, right, I realized that, you know, there are, there are a lot of sayings on the internet that say, wow, friendships that is beyond seven years or ten years, right, it's like friends for life. Not which true. I, I agree. I thought it was like that. But the first friend that I shared earlier, right, our friendship ran more than ten years, but it ended up in, in shit lah. This particular friend is only two to three years and I really love her as a person. She helped me a lot during university. She's like the top student. You know, she's very good at the things that she's doing. She can juggle her work, her personal life and things like that very well. But end up, even though the closeness and the things that we went through together, it's not even able to push us through in the, our working life lah, basically. So I ended up being close to this unexpected friendship that I get in the end because she always reached out to me and then now, although we don't text each other every day, but we make it a point to text each other say, hey, I think I will never see your face really. Can we see each other? You know, and she's also the friend that I can wait for her for one hour. I'm filming mad inside, but when she comes, I'm just like, Aya, it's okay lah. You very nice. I love you. You know, that kind of thing. Your candor for her didn't <laughs> extinguish. It didn't, didn't run out of That one wax. hour, right, it really reached the bottom, but when I see her, I was like, okay, it's back to 100% already. Yeah, because she gives you a equivalent or more value of, Correct. of, uh, of connectivity and intellectual, yeah. like emotional emotional connectivity than, than any of the people that you wait yeah, for. Yeah, so because of this uni, this uh, person A, I also learned that, you know, there are certain friendships that it does not matter how long I know you or what hardships we go through together because we really went through a lot of shit together in university, right? You know, it just boils down to how you maintain and connect after you go through that hardship together because you cannot every time each other say, hey, you remember university, right? There's this thing that happened and things like that. He's talking about the past but the present is just like, if you don't have this past, then there's nothing to say to each other anymore. We don't even want to talk to each other anymore. There's nothing to update also. I, That's I, what I feel. I guess that goes very well to our next point which is like mm. grow, moving on together in life and growing together as friends, right? So like you correctly pointed out, like seven years, 10 years, 20 years, like had I still been in touch or at least I'd yeah, be in touch with my high school best friend, it probably, yeah, it would have been 20 years of us knowing each other and, and going through life. I don't know what went wrong there, but definitely we didn't grow well yeah, together. It's a very big pity and I'm very much like to pick that up one day, but it uh, takes two hands to clap and not, I can't find the inertia to do that. And I don't know, it just, it's just fate sometimes, right? If it's mm. meant to be, it's meant to be, right? True. So this growing moving on with life situation. I guess at some point, you and I, Mishan, we may not be friends one day. Yeah. We never know, right? And it know. is that moment, that point of time where this works and this works very well, right? And the memories and everything, you know? Friends for life. There's no such thing as friends for life. Even your family is not for life. Like, what is for life? Nothing is for life. Nothing, yeah. That's true. It's really like, if you think about it, right? Friendship is also like a maintaining a marriage kind of thing. Relationship. Yeah, like all relationships need yeah. to be man- maintained. You have to give and take. You yeah. You don't need to have the same interest for sure, but you need to have that same kind of. You must be on the same page yeah. to know when this person is giving. When and when it's transcending taking. to the situation that your friend is going into. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like we, I this year and the years moving forward, I will have seven friends buying their own house. 
mm. and they're not married, right? So there are a lot of uh, stress on paying for the house and decorating the house and stuff like that. So naturally, they have big budget dent in their pocket. So then our transcending move as friends is like, yeah, we will go to your place, sit on the floor, have a picnic together, eat together to celebrate your new purchase, your new stage in life. And more than happy to do that, don't even worry about it. Done. And what do you need for your housewarming gift? It's done. So that is the kind of growth and transcendence that I'm talking about in terms of moving on mm. in life. And not everybody like can deal with that. You know, like the pettiness and the inferior people that we mentioned earlier, yeah. they may not be able to deal with. True. Agree. Yeah. But I also put a whole mirror out to myself. Like if if uh, my, my biggest gripe, and I know, is that if my friends get married, I definitely feel an invisible de- divide between me and my friend. I'm sorry. No matter how long we've known each other, the moment you are getting married... To me, it just inevitably means that um we are going to we are going to drift apart. In so a way. far, none of my married friends have hold up to the fact that you know we can still be transcending friendships moving ahead. And I don't blame them because they are all in a new phase of life. Some even move to a new country. It saddens me a lot because I start grieving for this relationship when I see this mm. that that is coming. I know that is coming, and and I get very sad about it. But again, it's nobody's fault. It's just moving on in life. I have to deal with my own emotions and I will not project it out to the person. But the fact is, I'm losing someone in my life that I once buried a lot and she's going to marry marry into... She's going to go into a very long-term partnership that, that is probably I wouldn't exist anymore. That is me and I, I think I have to get over myself and, and I've been trying to, but it's just not easy because you know that you may lose potentially this person forever already. Hmm. I think for your case, because the person is not overseas... Oh, I have local both. ones, I have overseas oh. ones, and I... It's just that they I've, don't reach out to you as often as before, or it's just, you don't even see them now? The overseas one definitely don't lah. We text once in a while, you know. But it's different lah. Mm. The, the nature of things is different, and I don't blame anybody. I don't blame them, I don't blame myself. Because once you get, they move into that, that stage in life, there is more things to see, mm. uh, more different things to talk about, or uh, maybe the kid is coming on the way. And between me and my friend, the, the nature of the relationship with means the same but whether we still have time for each other is another issue mm. especially when you know she's overseas but the one that is here I mean I will still see her as much as I can you know that kind of thing but the even before the marriage starts the meetup became a three-person meetup already oh okay then you know it's coming already yeah then you also like a bit what's the point mm. I, I better spend my time and energy on people that has lesser things going on and can we can do frivolous things together, right? And you get my point. I feel I, like I, I become a point. burden, a burden to them because like a third wheel. I didn't invite myself to the third wheel. I fixed this with her and then she brought another person along. But I think for my for me, right? Because one of my best friends she's married and she recently had a child. But because we've known the her husband for many a years, like time. 10 years really. Mm. So that time when me and my the best friend that I always travel with, right? We were we planned a trip to Spain, Greece, and Dubai. Herself and her then boyfriend, which is now her husband, they came. But we are okay with it. I think we gradually got used to it. Mm. Like we really got used to it. And then I the one time that I traveled with her alone was Back three or four years ago When I was in Korea During my short term studies there She came Without her husband <laughs> Yeah For the first time <laughs> Yeah I think for This best friend of mine Is I'm okay with Her husband there Or not there Because yeah, because, because we know each other For, for very long, long. Yeah, So yeah, now yeah. How we maintain the friendship Is also Because baby is still Very young It's only three months old So we go over to her place We text her every day Check with her Whether she's okay And then we will ask her Hey can we go over to your place We want to see baby Or like play, play yeah. with a dog And things like that So that's how we maintain I have not felt like There was any friend Then again I don't have a lot of friends That got married That I'm particularly no, but the close thing to is, The thing is I, I Again I'm trying to get navigate myself in this setting because, yeah, I because eventually like, I don't feel like I should be grieving like I shouldn't mm. cut I'm not cutting them off it's just that I just feel like inevitably I don't ask anymore la, because um to me if I want to do this I think it's very unfair to bring my husband or my boyfriend to my to meet my girlfriend alone than three of us just to, to check the, the checkbox of quality time with both of these people Oh. Because the divided quality time is not quality time. It is, yeah. I don't agree to that, but in my scenario, I cannot say no. But if you have told her that you just want a two person, will she be okay with it? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I don't want to be that person. Ah. But it's like, only but imagine if your friend is meeting this friend, the, the boyfriend or husband or whatever, every day really, just for that four hours, two of you guys together. 
Okay. I, I mean, I think it will. Yeah. It's just that I don't want to be the person that but you can bring this say, up and uh, say it's it's very awkward. Like, oh, I will say if I feel very uncomfortable. I, I'm not feeling uncomfortable. It's just that the quality time is different. Does that make yeah, sense? but because you already know because there's one more person there, you're uncomfortable while in a situation. I just feel like both sides have no... Like, she's the central person. Then both sides have no plus to this situation. Mm. You know, then cut this short, just a meal, then it's fine, ah. Okay, and I think I get what you mean. Yeah, but it, again, it's a weird situation to be in, right? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, and I can put out of it because I love her as a friend. But if I really have to like want to tell her something, then I'll say, "Oh, I, today is just to meet you and me," you know. So if it's nothing like frivolous or anything, but again, I really don't think it's fair to the guy also because like why he yeah. want to come <laughs> here and spend the time and money to hear two women bitch about their lives. But that's what my friend's husband do. And I think well, he signed the contract already. <laughs> Too late. And the best part is he knows a lot about us. Actually, uh, for couples, uh, even if he doesn't, he wasn't there, she'll unload to him, then she'll he will also know at the end of the day. Yeah, but the funny part is there are no secrets between them, you true. realize. I, I hope I hope it's like that. But the best yeah. part is he can remember things that my friend cannot remember and tell us. I'm just like, okay. How do but you know? So nice. Like there's one time where we were okay, this is like sorry, but there was one time where two years back where we were preparing for their wedding. Then we were just like Drawing the stuff Or whatever right Then suddenly he said Hey last time You're that boyfriend Not me lah My other friend lah uh, You're that boyfriend Then we were just Two of us just stare at each other Which boyfriend You're talking about He said that one Maybe he described This particular person Oh my god You still remember this person Because all three of us Forgot that this person Does not exist In our life anymore <laughs> Yeah so it's like This kind of thing lah. But then again Because we really know him For many many years So we are okay with him Yeah in but you see her. He's he's a bonus friend already Yeah yeah Technically he is lah Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess, yeah, I think everybody is trying to include everybody and try to melt somebody into their life and it takes time. Lah, huh? Maybe it's my personal awkwardness that I cannot, Maybe I cannot deal with this. Lah. But whatever it is, it's fine. Just, just move on. Once the, if there is any kid coming in the way, definitely it's going to be gone. So I think it's fine. Lah, huh? If it's going to come, it's going to come. Yeah, lah, definitely. Yeah, just just be happy with what you have now and then just move on. Lah. Yeah, because it's a natural thing, right? If it, if, it, if it happens, like it's, you grow together as a friend, even as a close family, blah, 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 right? You become the godmother, whatever, to the child, then good for you. Because then it, it fulfills the both parties try to try to maintain the relationship. Mm. Ah. Yeah, then if they become busy and then they have a kid, then it's a natural progression, then off you go lah. They are going to focus my time on more meaningful people and more meaningful things lah, right? Agree. I think from what we learned from our friends, at least for myself, from the friendships and uh, the friends that I've lost and the friends that I was continue maintaining, I think one important thing that we really brought out is if, whether or not we are growing at the same pace at the same time. So actually, m- myself and my best friends, we know each other close to 20 years already. Our friendship, I would consider us going very, very strong regardless of what changes we have. One of them got married last year. One of them had a baby, the, the friend that I shared. The rest of us, myself and my two other girlfriends, we are still navigating our life and things like that. But I think because we are all growing at the same pace at the same time, that's why we can maintain the friendship this strong. Next year will be, I think, the 20th year already, if I'm not wrong. But for those friends that I've lost, I would like to thank them because, you know, without them, I wouldn't understand or realize that it's okay to lose some friendships regardless how much time and energy was being invested, like say some over 10 years. And I mean, it's okay to grieve for them, but you know, the friendship that is lost. But at the same time, it makes me realize that, okay, I know where to draw the line in the future. The new friends that come in, if they're not serving me the way that, or, or treating me the way that I want, bye-bye. That's it. I won't give yeah, chance really. No concession. You can always make new friends along the way. So bottom line, do you feel that you don't have enough friends? <laughs> no. Because the episode is oh, not yeah. enough friends. I feel that I have enough friends But then sometimes right When you reach to a point Where you need to find somebody At this particular time Suddenly everybody's overseas Suddenly everybody's busy <laughs> That's where I feel that I don't have enough friends <laughs> No lah Maybe this is just the gap Is actually you need to have a boy friend instead <laughs> okay that guy, got, that guy cannot run right because he's the boy he can run what right? yeah but like he needs to put you number one priority right and he needs to listen to every goddamn thing you have to say right oh my God, so sad put me yeah so where maybe... are you come 
<laughs> is that Nandi? <laughs> yeah, see, it's, I guess it's the, that it's not, okay, like, it's not just the at all we all, like, having yeah, a boyfriend. Correct. But point is, like, that this another layer of companionship that we're different from yeah, your friends, correct. right? And you actually enjoy being, like, mm-hmm. the basis of that, whatever boy, boyfriends, right? It's always the friendship portion of things. Mm-hmm. And and this guy is transcendent through time, and eh. He needs to be put through tests. If I, okay, honestly, if there's really this person that God has given me, destined person, uh, I will really shake his hand. Eh. Be like, oh my yeah. god, you have so much shit to take from me. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think largely explains why we are single. Because yeah. our expectation is very high when we have such good people surrounding us. We have good us. support network. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to penetrate this support network and insert yourself as one of the most important people. Because there's so many important people out there. Who are you, man? <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I have not enough friends, but I would say like, I like I was mentioning about the married people as well as as much as I'm happy my friends are moving into a committed relationship having mm. kids and stuff I don't want to feel like I'm intruding into their life uh, by inserting myself into their marriage life or like being the hindrance to their quality time together I mm. don't want to be the third wheel I'm not interested thank you no thank you I really get very awkward when this new guy comes into the picture one honestly. of course because you beginning. don't know him yeah so I and I don't want to be a hindrance like, as much as I'm happy for her I'm happy to be for her from a distance ah uh. You know, and if you want to find time to connect with me as an individual, then you come lah. Mm. I, you know, I bottom line is you know I'm always here if you need something from me, mm. and if you decide that you need to talk, hey, I'm here. Yeah, mm. just don't be hypocritic. Just be respectful of other people's time. Just be honest to yourself about what you want, and yeah, and be good. Like this is the core values that we value. I value as a person, and I value for my friend. Yeah. With that, <laughs> we have come to the end of this podcast episode. Yeah, if you think that our last episode was too long, please let us know. <laughs> because we, we seriously felt that it was too long. But surprisingly, I think about 60% of you managed to listen yeah. almost to 40 minutes of the entire episode. So of us babbling. <laughs> uh, and, and this episode is probably going to be about one hour or less than an hour. Oh so if you think this is too short, also let us know. <laughs> so Meishan, where can they find us? Yeah, so as always, if you have any feedback, any comments, words of encouragement, you can reach us at notenoughasian1.5 at gmail.com. And with that, thanks for your time today and listen to you next time. Bye. Bye.